Hey there. Hey, everybody. Hey there, pup-pup-pup -pup party animals. Yeah. This is your old pup-pup-pup-pal, the leopard tamer, Stuart Wellington. And with me, as always, is Dr. Deaf himself, Alexander Smith. How are you doing, Alexander? Uh, I'm high and dry. Uh, I get the reference. It's from a earlier Def Leppard album. But tonight we're going to be talking about a different Def Leppard album. We're talking about the Def Leppard album, Hysteria. In On fact, our podcast called Till Def Do Us P -P Party. There we go. Dr. Def getting the business done up front. I was saving it for the end like a weird movie where they don't tell you the title <laughs> until you've seen the whole dang thing. Uh, but nope, we're getting that up front. So, yep, we are a, uh, we are a pop up a podcast, uh, and it is titled Till Def Do Us Party. Uh, so, Less traditional than either of the earlier methods you mentioned is saying the title twice like that, like you just did. Oh, of course. Uh, that's, I mean, that's the thing is that you, I think if you say it once, you know, people think about it and they know what you're talking about. But when you say it a second time, it really gets stuck in their head. Yeah, it resonates. It, it yeah. resonates and it might make it go viral. Yeah. So That's speaking going of going for. viral, uh, you're probably already a huge fan of this podcast, but if you're not, what we do here is we talk about the band Def Leppard. Now we are midway through their album Hysteria. Uh, yeah. We've completed side A in record time, and we are uh, about to jump into side B here now. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think anyone's ever made it through side A of Hysteria doing only one one-hour episode of a podcast per song. I don't think anyone's ever made it through side A of Hysteria in what, five hours? Is that five uh, hours? I think it's six hours. In six hours, yeah. Six hours. And by yeah, anybody, do you mean somebody listening to podcasts talking about that album or people recording I mean just, podcasts? I mean just all the, the countless other uh, Def Leppard podcasts. I don't, I don't think that any of them has made it through Hysteria as efficiently as we have. Uh, with, yeah, the I mean, of, with the amount of with the amount of scholarly uh, dissection, but also but but you know clarity of vision and focus. Yeah, uh, number one uh, Def Leppard podcast, uh, defining Leopard coming out of uh, coming out of England. Mm -hmm. Yep, I think they only spent two episodes or lepisodes, as we call them in the biz, on uh, on hysteria. The entire album, which is insane, obviously. Yeah, but each of those episodes was what seven seven hours long. Seven hours long, and I mean, I they got just, the download numbers. We undercut them. We undercut them a little bit. Uh, now, which, half which of those were square. Impressive. Yeah, and I mean, half of those were Squarespace ads and <laughs> ads for <laughs> Squarespace ads and uh, <laughs> ads for Casper mattresses and NatureBox. But. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's what happens when you're a big deal podcast. You get a lot of sponsors. Warby so, Parker. Warby, yep. Is it, time uh, they to, do. is it time to plug Warby, old Warby Parker on this thing? Uh, it's not our time because they're still not a sponsor. Uh, yeah. We, we don't have any sponsors, although, hey, they're space ladies. Yeah. So, uh, we could, yeah, we could, I, I tell you what, uh, we'll, we'll offer a special deal. Uh, the first five ladies that want to sponsor themselves here on this podcast can okay. write in the first five ladies get a free ad on an episode 
on a episode, excuse me, Thank you. of Till Death Do Us Papardi. Yeah, now, are we talking about uh, professional ladies and they're plugging their businesses, or are we just talking about ladies in general? Oh, I was thinking just you said you said ladies. I was thinking that it would be a good opportunity for them to get their name out there, to be known. Uh, that's I, I, that's all I was thinking. I wasn't I wasn't thinking it was anything. Uh, I mean, if they want to plug a business, go ahead, go do it, go for it. But uh, yeah, just write in to Till Def Do Us Party Two Peas, uh, and uh, in 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 party at uh, gmail dot com. Okay. Two L's and Till also. So uh, let's get into the let's get into this meat, and the meat of this podcast is talking about the music of Def Leppard. Now we are talking about Hysteria, which is the uh, the third part of a trilogy. Yeah, it is the we're we're in the fi- we're in the final lap. We just came around the bend. And we're the, on side. The Tonight end is we're going to start talking about side B of the album Hysteria, which is the conclusion of this epic journey we've been taking on with a lot of really, really rich themes uh, presented to us by Joe and the boys. Uh, I'd like to, Stuart, if you don't mind, I would love to go back over a, a little bit of the of what's happened so far, just so that we, um, just so as we enter the home stretch, we can really keep the the overall the arc of the whole thing the arc of joe's journey in our brains is that cool well well alex it looks like uh it looks like we got a lot of songs to cover in this last hour of our uh our podcast devoted to hysteria but yeah you know why not why don't we uh yeah why not time yeah why not why not waste a little time sure uh if, if we've got uh if we're if our time is limited why not uh dick around a little bit yeah, like what I'm doing right now. So, yep, exp- explaining what you're doing. That <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to do a little bit. I'm going to do a little bit of a recap, which for those of you who don't know is uh, is when you say what's happened before, mm-hmm. uh, and then and, and you're going to do that while speaking into a microphone and wearing headphones. Yeah. I, I am going to do that. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out, Stuart. I appreciate that. Um, all the all the while, your uh, your your voice is causing creating waveforms in your podcast recording uh, software of choice, and that is being mm-hmm. turned into bytes, I think, <laughs> or megabytes. No, that and, is that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Okay. Well, my my oh. voice goes straight from my mouth to being bytes. Uh, <laughs> like like bites of pizza, <laughs> like bites of pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I there's no there's no waveform stage for me. I oh I wow part, okay. Uh, I'm part man, part machine. And, oh yeah, uh, immediately yeah. digitizes. Yeah. Let's do the recap of okay. this trilogy. Um, which for lack of a better. Uh, they they never named the trilogy, but let's call it the Women Trilogy, just because that's what it is. Okay, this is Def Leppard's Women Trilogy, uh, and the it started with the album High and Dry, which is their second studio record, uh, second official studio record. I mean, they they the full length. They had a couple EPs and things that they did before the first album on Through the Night, but High and Dry uh, is it uh, finds. Joe Elliott, our, our singer, as a young man rebelling against a system that wants him to commit to a lifestyle, to, uh, to um, like, uh, service to 
uh, a society. It wants him to commit to women. It wants him to pay taxes. It wants him to, uh, or it expects him to eat pussy every once in a while. Uh, sure, you yeah. Because you, you're not a jerk. You got to do that every now and again. He doesn't want to. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a moment of optimism uh, about two-thirds of the way through um, High and Dry where he's dating Princess Di. But that, uh, that romance is shattered by the marriage of Di to Prince Charles. And we end with Joe running off to be free of all social constraints and ties. Uh, and then Pyromania opens up and we find out where he ended up. We, we, we descend upon a carnival circus seedy orgy camp that he's living in as some kind of barker. Uh, he's living a life of wanton destruction. He's uh, there's self abuse. He's objectifying women, uh, and it culminates pyromania uh, in the listeners ourselves being shot to death in the street while Joe watches, and he's looking inside himself to find some concern for his own listeners dying in the street, uh, but he cannot find any. Um, his his uh, his entire sort of worldview has been shattered by uh, sort of unchecked masculinity. And as, as a result of that, at the beginning of Hysteria, we find uh, an ode to women uh, called Women that takes place in a mythical Garden of Eden. Uh, it, it, the Hysteria starts with an appeal to the greater sex. Joe works That's through a theme. Garden of Eden. Nope. <laughs> No, no, not Garden Just of Eden. Just to clarify, I didn't want our listeners to be confused. It's Garden of Eden, like okay. from the uh, the Bible or the Talmud. Uh, yeah, not from your grocery store. The aisle. Book of Genesis. Uh, so, so yeah, side A begins with an appeal to the greater sex. Uh, Joe works through this theme of lust turning into love, which. Uh, notably is a like a flip side to the fruit of knowledge in the Genesis story uh, where it's sort of innocence and love turning into lust once they consume the fruit. But it, but he consumes the fruit and finds love and he succumbs to that love. He succumbs to women and he ultimately decides to load up a rocket with all of Earth's women and leave the men behind to die or fight or kill each other off. He gets them kind of worked up, similar to how he got everybody worked up in the song Rock of Ages. In Armageddon, it, he, gets, he gets all the men worked up to just uh, kill themselves and each other, and then he takes off into space with all of humanity's women uh, sort of screwing over men in the, in, the, in the process. And that's where we yeah. are right now. Uh, yep. as, we start, as we flip the tape, or the LP, or the LEP, or the Def LEP, uh, yep. over to the to the other side. So we're gonna we're gonna hit uh, we're gonna mash the play button on this first mm-hmm. track, and the first track on side B is titled "Gods, Gods of, of War." Okay, so you get the <laughs> the picture there. We are we are good twenty seven seconds into that bitch, and nothing has happened. 
Um, yeah, there's nothing it, going on, man. What's happening? It's just. I see a name like Gods of War, Alex. Well, it looks, doesn't it? To me, it's a, it's a little bit like um, some of the more evocative moments on Pyromania, where, where we're clearly, we're clearly having a setting change. So, like that, to me, sounds like a sort of sunrise or sunset on a desert. You know, you just like a wide open plain somewhere. Um, and then right after that, uh, as the sort of as these sort of fadey, reversey sounding guitar licks, uh, like drone sounds all swell up. You hear some marching sounds and some uh, gunfire, um, which we could continue on to hear some of that. Um, or we could jump ahead to the actual musical. Well, not to the uh, rhythmic introduction of the structure of the song. Yeah, I mean, this is a long song for Def Leppard. It's uh, six and a half minutes, and uh, they don't skimp on the atmospherics. No, no, they don't. They really take you to another place, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is is an important part of of a side change when you're dealing with so many broad, universal themes, and you're going to so many different places. And, and plus, I mean, like, something, something drastic has already happened. We already know that we're, 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 we're probably, our, our two places we could possibly be when Side B starts is we could be on a rocket where it's Joe and every woman in the world, mm-hmm. which, is a, which is a weird scene, uh, as, much as, I, as much as I love it. Um, that, that I don't know how you would how you would convey that musically. Uh, but the other one is uh, finding, flipping the tape and finding ourselves on an earth that's populated entirely by men. Gross, masculine, aggressive men with no love in yeah, their you're, lives. Yeah, you're thrown into, a, thrown into a war zone. Now, uh, as I say that, I realize I'm being extremely, extremely heteronormative uh, by by sort of assuming that all the men on Earth are missing the women on Earth, and that everything, you know, and and let me just say that uh, we've said this a few times, but we're talking about a different time here. Um, there was we, a we say that president. almost every every episode. We apologize because it was a different time. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just saying, Def Leppard was writing music with a heterosexual. In a heterosexual frame of mind, uh, it it is it would throw a real wrench into every Def Leppard song through at least through retroactive. You can't really like it would it would sort of destroy the very fabric on which Def Leppard songs are created if you were to acknowledge uh, homosexual feelings and behavior and orientation and i don't mean that they didn't like that i don't know what their feelings were on it they just sort of ignored it in their art form you know what i mean oh yeah so that they uh it's like that they have they've applied blinders to their heads so that they can only perceive a very specific subset of the world so that they can tell they can sing stories with such a specific focus yeah, well, it's all. It's also. It's a little bit like, um, like fairy tales. You simplify things in fairy tales. You know, you don't. You don't give people last names. You don't yeah. make the you, you, like. 
Um, and again, I, I'm being very heteronormative to say that it's simpler to be, to be straight and to not acknowledge anything else. Uh, but that's, I, I'm saying that's where they're coming from. Oh, okay. I thought you were being homophobic when you kept saying fairy tales over and over. Uh, uh, no. No, I'm not. I, Do you want I, to apologize for that part? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and apologize for it. I should. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize for... A couple um, seconds ago was a different time, you know. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, and, uh, yeah, if you rewind this, uh, it'll be even longer ago. And uh, I'll probably, every time you rewind this, I'll probably have said more and more fucked up things. Uh, I, I'm only assuming. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's part of being progressive is just regretting the day before. <laughs> more and more every day. Uh, it's, it's going back and watching the movies that you loved as a kid and hating yourself for loving them. <laughs> yep. Yep. So speaking of God's Award, now when you see a title like that, I'm assuming if you're a dude like me who's a real big video gamer, you're probably mm -hmm. saying, when's Kratos going to show up in this? When's Kratos going to show up with his two blades of RAs so that he can uh, kill a bunch of uh, Greek mythological characters? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, sort, it certainly seems like a song that's setting you up for... Wow. It certainly seems like a song that's setting you up for... A lot of sibilance. A lot of sibilance. A lot of ownage. It sounds like yeah, it's. Yeah. It, it sounds like. It sounds like ownage, right? I mean, it. Um, you want a cyclops to show up so Kratos can do a Parappa the Rappa button combination so that you rip out the cyclops's eyeball. Right. Do an excellent combo or a fatality. Um, Different game, but it's close. I appreciate your effort. <laughs> If you want to embarrass me on video game knowledge, it's not going to be difficult. <laughs> one bit. One, one bit. Uh, sometimes I take out a controller and I tap the controller along to Def Leppard songs. That's about as much <laughs> video game playing as I yep. do. Uh, but so the, the, the point remains that... Uh, Gods of War sounds kind of awesome. It sounds like aggressive. It sounds like there's going to be fighting. Uh, it sounds like there's going to be awesome warriors involved. Like Gods of War sounds like warriors that are, uh, you know, mythologically strong, heading, going head to head in battle. Yeah, and it, there's a little bit of a marching element to it, right? Like. You feel like you're you're moving towards something. You're being mm -hmm. uh, you're being pushed towards some kind of conflict. Are you speaking about the title? Or are you speaking about the music? The sound of the music. I'm talking about the music. Okay. Well, then let's hear that because we let's, haven't heard. Yeah, let's get into we the tasty the, flavors. There, there's a. Let me see. There's about. There's a. There's about a minute and a half of that. And then some like like gunshots in the distance, which again I see in a kind of like hazy desert scenario. Yeah. Um, and then and the the guitars are just kind of waving around. Um, and then the uh, the song proper starts about fifty seconds in, and let's let's hear that.
Okay, so it's got like a, it's got, a, it starts with like a bass groove. And, um, yeah, uh, a single spotlight hits the stage. We see yeah. Rick Savage dropping a fat bass line. <laughs> and Phil Collins comes running across dressed up like a, <laughs> right in the spotlight. Phil Collins comes running across wearing, uh, like a Vietnam GI's outfit, which of course yeah. features no t shirt, just a vest. Yep. And he goes, yeah, such a great is, um, little simple melodic guitar piece. Yeah, it really is. And the the guitar in the beginning of this, well, throughout this song, is a bit of a almost a return to a metal aesthetic because it's these it's these double guitar harmony like licks a lot of the time. Those like long sort of what we what we heard a lot on on through the night. What we um kind of think of as the Iron Maiden side of that new wave of British heavy metal where the, sure. you know, just these long, long guitar melodies. Like it's, it's, uh, it's very, uh, it's a big gesture done with a distorted electric guitar. And uh, the, there's, it, it, did you hear the little phase effect on the drums there, which is a very um, a cool production element. The drums have this like filter uh, that that sweeps the production across was, them. The production was handled by our boy Mutt Lang, right? Yep, Mr. Katie Lang's Shania dog, Twain. Shania Twain's <laughs> husband, Katie Lang's dog, uh, Robert John Mutt Bob Lang, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, and he really. He, this is another. This is another one where he really. You another could tell triumph. he pulled out, pulled out all the, pulled out all the stops because he was yeah. like, "Hey, all we're doing is a little bass groove, and then like it starts to it starts to pick up. I better put a filter on there that t- that like sweeps across the entire drums so that they because they kind of go they kind of go low to you hear this little like sound. I'm sure they're at this point they're in the studio and they're like, look. We just finished the A side of this record, and every single song is going to be a fucking single. Right. Every single song is a hit. Yeah. Let's kick off side B. Somebody's like, hey, we should make this one a hit, too. And he's like, mm, how about we chill things out a little bit? Well, that that I think I think part of that is true with the instinct here. I think that the the, the lore surrounding Hysteria... As far as Mutt Lang is concerned, mm-hmm. Katie Lang's dog, Katie Lang's dog, Shania Twain's husband, Mutt Lang, uh, the lore surrounding Hysteria from his perspective was that he wanted to make the thriller of uh, of rock albums. He wanted to make an album where every song was a hit. Um, so he was trying to make all of these songs hits, but I do think. After you've had women, followed by Rocket, followed by Animal, followed by Love Bites, followed by Pour Some Sugar on Me, followed by Armageddon, all singles, most of them top ten singles. Yeah, uh, it does kind of make sense to open with with something with a like a a broader uh, oh, what's the like a broader scope or a or, or a more chilled out. Uh, Vibe. Give yourself a little space to breathe as side B opens up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pounded with hits. Yeah, you need to wipe yourself off. Yeah, 
But from a thematic, uh, it, from thematic standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Again, because we're entering the desolate wasteland of Earth after mm-hmm. Joe has left with, with all of Earth's women. Yeah, yeah, we're watching the smoke slowly pass across the battlefield. Absolutely. Yeah, so do we want to hear uh do we want to hear some some words? We want to hear some narration Fuck of this yeah, piece. Yeah, dude, dude. Okay, let's um let's jump up to um Wait, did we hear the did we hear 125? No, we didn't. All right. We just heard... Right, we heard one... So uh, let's hear... Because I think there's something magnificent about... And this is... I'm sorry we don't have the time, and legally we can't just play these songs all the way through. We don't have the time. But it is really something to hear the first minute and a half of this song because it's not it's only the intro it's a it, it's a intro that lasts like a minute and 30 seconds and in that intro it builds from this sort of nothing uh hazy drones to these big almost orchestral uh hits where it's like don't own now let's hear let's hear those this is at 125 um, this is after this is the base. The base part has been kind of walking you across the stage, and uh, and yeah, and Phil and uh, Phil and Steam and Steve have been have been tickling your ears with those sweet licks, and now it's time for the song to kick in proper and get down to business. And here we go. So, really big, bold, epic sounding. Epic yeah, in you the... almost you look up in the sky and you see a pair of beautiful dragons flying with each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, and then Just... it's coupled with that amazing heavy bass drum hit. Yeah, dropping boulders on on. Yeah, we know, can only imagine those are something. cloud giants trying to hit those dragons with. Uh, oh, with, sure, with yeah, boulders. yeah. That sounds exactly like what's probably happening. Um, yeah. Let's let's hear the let's hear a verse. So right away we hear we hear Joe Elliott's voice coming over plaintive across the battlefield. Yes. Feel like it's all over. Feeling like there's no love. Feeling like it's not easy. Breathing life in the dust. Mm. And then we get the full like that full angelic chorus of a million Joe Elliott's singing. Right. On a countdown to zero. Take a ride on the nightmare machine. There ain't gonna be heroes. There ain't gonna be anything. 
Yep. Alex, what now, are we said, talking you about? You said here? chorus. You said chorus, and of course, we need to specify we're talking about uh, the the texturally. It's a chorus. It's not structurally. A oh chorus. yeah, I'm talking about this like Greek chorus of Joe Elliott. It's not right. the actual chorus, which we have to wait forever for. <laughs> yeah, we really do. We really do. This this uh, song but, is the perfect example of peak and back off. Yeah, and it's actually like um, that's not even the thing is that's a bridge section and. Uh, it it isn't even the actual bridge of the song. The second half of the verse is like a a bridge of its own. Feeling yeah. like it's all over, feeling like there's no love. That's like the the verse and then the on a countdown to zero sounds like they're going to bridge into something, but what they bridge into is the actual bridge uh that eventually leads to the chorus after we peak and 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 pull pull off one time. So, all right. So let's let's talk about what the what this means. I mean, it's it's pretty clear. Like, uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of mystery. Um, if if we are soldiers or just men left on Earth uh, after Joe has stolen all the all the women away, yeah, um, because feeling like there's no love. Exactly, exactly. That's, I mean... No babes. No babes to be had. That's real clear. Um, Feeling like it's not easy, breathing life in the dust. It's dusty. uh, There's a giant throwing a boulder at a dragon somewhere. Um, On a countdown to zero, that's uh, that sort of reflective of the countdown, the literal countdown to zero that occurs in the song Rocket. Um, so there's a little bit of um, uh, in this case a with the connection there. Well, and then the the following line is "Take a ride of the nightmare machine." Right? Are they, is is this Earth's men referring to this rocket full of babes as the nightmare machine? I don't think so. I think that's an interesting interpretation. Uh, I, I I do think if you wanted to do some kind of if you wanted to analyze this as some kind of split narrative or um or someone else looking at what's going on and saying that joe's rocket is the nightmare machine because it is it does have the countdown to zero there's 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 some really great connections that would support that theory i just have a hard time figuring out what's going on here if that's the rocket full of women i think the rocket full of women is gone and what they're doing, oh, okay. and what they're doing here is they are, uh, is they're sort of doing a callback, doing a thematic, like um, giving you a similar scene to Joe doing the countdown with all the women in the rocket, giving you a yep. similar scene, but this time it's a bunch of depressed, angry men uh, fighting each other for probably no good reason, and that's like the that's the whole. Um, so it's just it's just giving you some contrast. Yeah. There is one other thing though that um connects this song to Rocket that that would wend late wend late would lend weight to your theory and I think it's a I think it's a it's It also a, wends late. It it <laughs> when it's late it's it lends weight. Uh is the fact that the chorus of this song occurs backwards, reversed, in the song Rocket, meaning yeah, that these two songs yeah. are connected, 
whether you know whether it's an exact you know whether that means that they're time stamped the same time or it's oh, are the you same talking about moment. the uh, the opening of that thing is uh-huh. um, and. I tell you what, I'll just I'll play it right now on the episode. I don't have it queued up, but I'll put it in there. And that connects this song to Rocket definitely. So there's there these no are, question. These yeah, these songs are connected and I my my personal interpretation of it is that it's supposed to be the sort of it's the opposite. It's the it's the world after Rocket has happened, and it's just showing you how desolate it is. Um, but I think that it could be. I mean, you could you could probably uh, do a thorough uh, version of of what's uh, or analysis of what's going on here, and try to make and try to link those two things together I, uh, more more thoroughly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll probably cover that on a later episode. Yeah, so when we, we uh, when we work backwards through the the whole uh, trilogy again, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do it. Th- we'll do it that way instead. That's after we do all of Slang song by song. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gonna be great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll be lovely. Um, so we we make we make it through the like pseudo bridge after yeah. this first verse. It's like a pre bridge. And we get to the real bridge, which I think is going to further solidify your claims. Can we? Uh, can we yeah, hear some? We uh, hear some of that shit. Absolutely. And then we we're we're just back into so we have a we have a pretty we have that classic uh, propulsive large long soaring bridge that's offering to just take us right up. I'm mixing metaphors here, right up the stairs by our armpits. Uh, but mm-hmm. instead, when we <laughs> yep. get to the top of the stairs, we find out that it's just the same floor again, um, and. And we've still got, or how about this? We we go up the stairs. We were hoping to get end up in the men's section, but we go up the stairs and we find out there's another second floor that's women's, and that we still have to go up one more flight of stairs to get to the men's section. Yeah, you get up there, and the salesperson's like, "No, no, no, you're not at the men's yet. You're nope. gonna have to do a little more work, my man." Yep. You gotta yeah, get up it's that. Got, uh, you gotta it's get got up a that real... second flight of stairs. So we're so it ducks right back down to the second verse without giving us a full chorus. Um, and after after this first verse and bridge, you're like, you're sucked into this song. Like, you oh, have committed. Because you're like, wait a minute. Was that was that the chorus? I'm going to have to hear more. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I, I think it's... We can trust Def Leppard at mm-hmm. this point. It, even if you're not a huge fan, if you've just listened this far in history, yeah, casual listener or some you're kind a casual of monster listener, you know enough about Def Leppard when you hear that last "When We All Fall Down" to know that uh, that you have not you have not been sated, you have not been given the Def Leppard chorus 
that this song demands. It has not been granted to you yet. So you know that they haven't peaked. It almost makes you feel like... You just heard the end of a bridge. For a new listener, they might even pick up the CD jewel case and double-check that they are, in fact, listening to a Def Leppard CD because they have not been given that sweet-ass chorus that they've come to expect. (laughs) I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure that happened to every person who listened to this album. Yeah, you uh, hear that bridge and you're like, I guess that was the chorus, let me check this CD, because I thought I was listening to Def Leppard and not some kind of mix CD. Right, right. You thought it might be like a Now That's What I Call Music 1987 Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that's what I call music negative uh, 45 or whatever that would be. Wait a minute. So wait, the, the first... Little, it would have a little Richard Marks on there. Extreme? Mm-hmm. A little Brian Adams. I don't know. Uh, what else came out in 87? Like King Diamond's oh, fucking Abigail? <laughs> I think uh I think GNR was uh wasn't appetite that was 86 or 87 something like that. Yeah. I don't know man. Who gives a shit? Who gives half that's of a shit? That's for a different that's for a different podcast. So yeah. uh as 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 probably evidenced by what we're saying, after that bridge we go right into a, a second core, uh second verse. Yeah, and the second verse is when we walk into silence, when we shadow the sun, when we surrender to violence, oh, then the damage is done. Put away that gun. Put away that gun. Yeah. So, um, uh, put away that gun is something we haven't heard. Uh, something we've, we've, heard, we've heard don't shoot shotgun. No, we haven't. Oh shit! We've heard <laughs> we've heard Billy's got a gun. You're getting ahead of yourself. Oh, uh, I got, I got heard, so we've heard, excited. We've heard many references to guns. We've never been told to put it away. In fact, we've been uh, told to trigger a gun recently. We've been told to trigger it. Uh, the last song, uh, Joe says pretty explicitly. Like tell like uh, Joe. Basically tells you to shoot yourself in the head in the last, in the last, uh, I was going to say episode, but in the last song, uh, Joe basically tells you to shoot yourself in the head, to live a little bit. Uh, and by that, he means shoot yourself in the head. So do you want to apologize for not giving a trigger warning for that suicide reference on our podcast? Uh, yes. Uh, you know what? Yes, I do. I actually do. I want to apologize for that. It was a different Uh, time, everybody. It was it was a, a few couple seconds ago. It was a few minutes ago. Uh, now I want to apologize for the fact that we're making fun of trigger warnings and because uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a bummer on its own too. Uh, I mean, they listen. I hey, mean, this whole fucking thing's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about violence. We're talking about uh, we are talking about deep dark. Themes of emotional turmoil and struggle and suicide is going to enter into it. Uh, if you... We have to be careful. We're getting close to the abyss, and when we uh, hunt monsters, we might become monsters. Yes, and we have to say terrible things. So let's just say, uh, also, at the same time... How about this? How about we just also say, if you are at all having any kinds of thoughts of hurting yourself or another person, if those thoughts are entering your mind, 
please talk to someone else about it and don't listen to your own brain and don't let your brain be the one that determines that where that conversation goes. Please you should talk probably to stop someone, li- get some You help. should probably stop listening to this podcast because it's <laughs> probably we are not- fucking jackasses. <laughs> it's not <laughs> helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 there's anything that is uh, probably accelerating uh, someone uh, feeling like they're wasting their lives, it might be <laughs> elaborate fan theories uh, based on the, the band uh, Def Leppard. Okay, so but everything's gonna be okay because we're gonna get to that chorus, Alex. Yes, we are. Uh, all right, so should we just go to it? I want to hear. Okay, you know what I want to hear? The, I want to hear the. After that verse, we have another sweet little, like, mini bridge. Yeah. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be anywhere. Yeah. Boom. Then we um, get right into the real bridge. That, well, that's kind of the, the I don't want to be there, I don't want to be anywhere is the basically, it's the same, structurally, it's the same thing as the on a countdown to zero, take a ride on the nightmare machine. Yep. Um I don't want to be there. I don't want to be anywhere is, I mean, the, I mean, I guess it's obvious what that, what that means. Like they, they, they are just, it, it's someone saying, I don't want to be on this desolate, awful earth. No more, no way. So, uh, let's go ahead and hear the, you know what? I want to, I want to let people hear the bridge because you know the bridge is so important for getting you right in the in the right frame of mind yeah, to dude. hear to to hear the chorus so to get right up those stairs or that escalator so let me uh let me go ahead and start it at that second full bridge proper uh which is at 305 okay <laughs> seems like it's bigger you know it feels like there's like another level of it um every time uh hey Stuart, real quick did you need to start the oven i already i already started the oven that's what i was doing oh, cool. when you played one of them bridges oh sweet okay if you just uh, heard a beep listeners that was from my oven yeah yeah what you gonna be cooking in that oven uh, i'm Stuart? cooking some cooking some brussels sprouts oh delicious yeah, so we, yeah, you're right. Like every step, as I think your metaphor of climbing up the stairs of a massive department store is appropriate That's because sure. it keeps getting bigger. You keep getting to better and better stuff. Like out in a department store, the top levels are filled with all the choice merchandise. <laughs> it's just a magical, <laughs> magical, just couches and candy up there. Really. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, why did you take them so high? You should leave them on ground level. Yeah. Candy, I'm talking about. 
because they're an impulse purchase. Whereas ground level is all those like sunglasses racks with people spraying shit on you as you try to squeeze between them. Everything's like so branded and stuff. It's gross. You yeah, get up not- there and it's just wide, spacious. Uh, there's little, yeah, there's just little candy dispensers and soda, soda fountains mm-hmm. and homemade I don't know why furniture. candy and candy and soda for me. <laughs> like a little boy. Man, you're really excited <laughs> about fucking candy tonight, dude. Chill out. <laughs> so we, uh, so we have this sweet bread. It's just all, br- it's just Brussels sprouts and lima beans and, uh, yep. yeah, it's great. Not candy, but that's okay. So we get to this chorus and it says, we're fighting for the gods of war. But what the hell we fighting for? Right. We're fighting with the gods of war. But I'm a rebel. And I ain't gonna fight no more. No way. Yeah. So let's parse this one for me, Alex. Because there's uh, some mixed messages in this chorus. Ah, not really. Okay. (laughs) I'm wrong, I guess. (laughs) Um, See you later. What what do you uh, what do you think is mixed? What do you think is the mixed? Well, it begins message? with you're fighting for the gods of war. Then you're oh, fighting yes, with them. With. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think they just wanted to cover the bases. That's what I think that is. I think they. Uh, I think that there's a. Um. They they're fighting for the gods of war. Now that to me just tells me that you're fighting for the machinery of war. You're fighting for your government. You're fighting for the powers that be. You're fighting if it's a if it's a literal like well not literal if it's a mythical war of the one that we alluded to like the one we alluded to earlier. It's you're fighting for these like big. Uh, you're fighting for the gods. You're fighting. Uh, you're fighting to please the gods to to carry their message forward. Sure. Uh, and to be their chosen people or whatever. Um, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, religious would, beliefs, that, who cares? Yeah. Uh, and then fighting with the gods of war, uh, it feels more like, um, uh, like the machinery of war itself is, is this destructive force, of force like, like a god of nature. Like, uh, you know, these, like, enormous bombs are, are like a god, and oh, we're fighting with okay. them. Uh, so that's, it's not, it, it feels like a mix, it, it, it's a bit of a messy metaphor, but it, I don't think it's a mis- mixed message. And then he says that he doesn't want to fight no more, no way, um, and that, that I think is just, it, it's, the, it's the person in this desolate wasteland environment uh, saying this is terrible, this is awful. I don't want to live in this anymore, and that's perfectly understandable. It's the um, the natural conclusion of this line of thinking, right? And this is and this is ultimately at the end of the day, this is an anti war song. It's an yeah. anti aggression song, and that's but that's the that's the juice here. That's what that's that's the guts of it. So interestingly enough, at the end of this chorus, instead of going back to a verse. We go back to a mini bridge, right? So this is well, already there's a, a, gu- there's a guitar there's a guitar solo. Yeah, we, in there. you want to give us some taste of those? Sweet oh yeah, yeah. The guitar solo is really great. Um, let's see. Let's find this thing. Let's crank this sucker up and rock out to the guitar solo to Gods of War. <laughs>
So short and sweet, but very uh, it's soaring. It sounds like helicopters in the sky going to battle with each other. Yeah. Um, it's got those sweet uh, stabs and uh, it's it's awesome. That's a that's great short uh, short guitar solo. It's a, it reminds me of the animal guitar solo, but but it's a little it's it's like it's got a little bit more. It's fierier. It's like a it's yeah, like being I can in a see war that. zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, as I said, like, uh, so that guitar solo kind of takes the place of the verse because mm-hmm. we go right into the mini bridge on a countdown yeah. to zero, et cetera. Then it builds to the original, the, the full bridge, and then we get another final chorus that kind of leads us out of this song. Right. Yeah. Um, and that is, uh, that kind of builds to a. A plea from from uh, from this this character. I don't want to say that it's Joe again because we, you know, I think Joe is sort of speaking through some sad poor soul that he's left behind yeah. on Earth. But there's this st- they stop. There's a there's a very long impassioned call to stop war here, which again I don't think requires any more explanation from us. But let's let's go here go ahead and hear that. So a lot, a lot just happened there. So we, uh, we got the stop, stop fighting for the gods of war, um, which yep. is uh, just a big hero. It's a hero moment yeah. for for whoever for whoever our lead character is there, who I think is just Earth Man at that point. Earth Man, yeah, yells, he's stop. he's standing at the top of a hill, the bluff, waving a yeah. flag. Yeah, stuff is burning up all around him, and he's going. Yeah, he's waving this, like, I guess a white flag, really. Um, and he's going, stop, stop fighting for the gods of war. And then what the hell are we fighting for? Uh, it sort of fades out on that. And then you get, uh, we cut to this um, instrumental section. Yeah, a little melancholy guitar heard. lick. Yeah, just like a... Which sounds, um, it's got like a bit of a time passing quality to it it's got like a montage quality it's these mechanical almost um clock ticking guitar lines um and uh and the the drums are a little bit less heavy and then you hear speaking of heavy you hear joe uh, a couple bars into that go heavy which is um kind of pretty funny <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to end your uh, to end your anti-war song with uh, with yourself with yourself going heavy. Can you you know like can you handle it? Yeah, um, but that I think is him in his trickster trickster god mode. Yeah, his coyote performance that we've talked about, where like he's, he's almost he's almost going. He's looking down on everything that's occurred, and he's going, "Wow, man, wow, that's hey." 
you know what, buddy? As that guy gets like shot to death while he's <laughs> trying to tell them yeah. to stop. Uh, he's like, wow, that was heavy. You know what, man? I'm oh, impressed. so you're saying the, the fate of the hero in this case is uh, that he his pleas will fall on deaf ears. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you know what happens after that? Uh, is What's that? And, and, and I, again, I think it's worth noting that, uh, that, that Joe's response, him saying heavy at the end of the song, is pretty flippant considering what happens to every... Every person whose situation is at stake throughout this song. Yeah. So listen, listen to what happens uh, towards towards the. I guess just just we'll just play the last. I don't know, thirty seconds of this song real quick. It's over, man. It's done. Is that, is that a little it's, bit of Ronnie Reagan? That is, that's Ronald motherfucking Reagan right there. Uh, talking a whole bunch of trash. Um, like a, like some kind of WWE wrestler. Yeah, like um, a Vince McMahon figure. Yeah, he's, uh, he says, uh, today we've done what we had to do. They counted on America to be passive. They counted wrong. There's also a Margaret Thatcher in there. She says, um, what does heavy? she say? She says, <laughs> she sings, she sings harmony on heavy. And then she also says, uh, we are determined to stand together and we're determined to take action. Um, those, those quotes, I actually am not sure where the Margaret Thatcher quote is from, but the, um, the, uh, the Reagan quote, the Reagan quotes in there are from the bombing of Libya. Um, they bombed like Gaddafi's compound or something. Uh, the U.S. did in 1986. Okay, and those those quotes are from uh, the Rogan, Reagan. Rogan, Joe Rogan <laughs> said <laughs> all of that stuff to yeah, after America. he got out of his sensory deprivation tank. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. He swears and, uh, by it. That's the real fear factor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he ate a pig rectum, and then yep. he said, uh, we're determined to stand together. Uh, oh, man. Hey, Alex. Uh, yeah. it, it looks like we have some breaking news coming in. Can we interrupt uh, our wrap-up on uh, God's War? Do we have anything else to Absolutely. say? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I have, there's one other thing, but I could probably wait. Okay, let's save that for the next episode, because yeah. we have some breaking uh, break Def Leppard news. Looks like they're, uh, the boys from England are going on tour, and they oh, have yeah, some absolutely. new merch for sale. We yes, they do. new merch. So, uh, partners, why don't you pull up your, uh, your internet? And look up, uh, just put Def Leppard merch into Google, and you'll probably see it's the first thing. Um, and one of, uh, on Def Leppard's Twitter account, you've, you've mentioned Def Leppard's Twitter account before, but they, yeah. uh, they specifically call their fans to arms. They say, here's the new merch for the new tour. Why don't you buy it 
and wear it to our shows. I yeah, think I'm that's paraphrasing, at, obviously. That's at, that's at Def Leppard, uh-huh. and their name is, of course, spelled D-E-F-L-E-P-P-A-R-D. Yep. Um, wow, they, and, uh, they jumped on that quick. Yeah, yeah, they made sure to get they made sure to get the real. They didn't, they're not Def Leppard O one, yeah. or real yep. or real Def Leppard or Left Leppard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that would be really confusing if the official page was Left Leppard. So uh, and they so they show a, a selection of their merch. Uh, I'm sure you have that picture already pulled up, Alex. You want to go down the list of some of the hot new merch that's available? Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about some of these uh, some of these merch merch some of this merch biz. So we got a we got a great uh, just a regular crew tee crew the regular crew neck tee. That's great. That's, uh, that you can wear that anywhere. Of course, yeah, you can wear a, it to the Def Leppard show. But well, you're gonna want to wear it to the Def Leppard show. Yeah, you uh, want people as, to know as that either you're a your fan. base layer or your or your hero shirt. Yeah, that's a generally when you go to a rock concert, you want to have a base layer. That you can sweat into, and then you want to have a hero shirt over that base layer. Uh, but this this would make a great one. This would make a great hero shirt, and it's probably very comfortable, so it'd probably make a good base layer. Also, this is a pour some sugar on me Union Jack tee. It's a Union Jack flag. I look. It looks like on its side, the word Steph Leopard on the top, and then pour some sugar on me in what in what is, is kind of like a. Uh, I'm not familiar with that font. It's a very blo- it's a very blocky. Um, blocky font. Uh, then there's a t-shirt from their new album, their self-titled new album, which is just like glass breaking. It's a very simple design, black t-shirt. That could be your hero t-shirt for this because it's the, this is the tour in support of their new album. Uh, we have a koozie. Oh yeah. We have a beer koozie. Keep your beer cold. Or your hot beer hot uh, yep. in in this uh, durable black beer koozie with the D- Delta Lambda 3 logo, the triangle yep. logo, uh, mm-hmm. Def Leppard. Uh, and then it says Tour 2016. In, and it's also, uh, that's also a great way if you show up to the Def Leppard show and you're drinking a microbrew and you don't want your buddies to hassle you. Just slip that microbrew can into a fucking koozie and people think you're drinking a yeah. Bud Cold one. Yeah, they're like, oh, he, he's, he's got to be drinking a Bud Light out of that thing. Yeah. Because he's my Bud Light. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Tour 2016. Yeah, because he's the uh, light of my life and he's my Bud. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Uh, 2016 is almost illegible because it's in the Def Leppard font. <laughs> yeah, two, and, and numbers, twos don't... Two, whoever designed the two in this font probably could have oh given God. it a second pass. It looks like Zos. It looks like Tear Zos or something. Um, then, we've got, uh, then we've got a Def Leppard, uh, to what, what people in my area refer to as a toboggan. Some people say a beanie. Some people... Yeah, what else up, do people north, call these hats? Up north, they'd call it a toque. <laughs> You're kidding, of course, Stuart, right? They yeah, don't call yeah. it a toque. Uh, yeah, I thought they call that a toque up in uh, Canada okay. way. Well, it's one of those knitted hats. One of That's those wintry sort of thing hats you, that you wear You'd see like a skater winter. boy, see a later boy wearing. Exactly, and it's got the Def Leppard logo in the Def Leppard font on it. Uh, so, like you can't, a, like so you a, can't beat that. Yeah, that's and it's almost in like a Delta Lambda 3... Uh, 
configuration, configuration. but without the lambda. Yeah, it, it's almost like you're. They expect your brain to fill that in. Yeah, or is that wait the delta is the delta the three, the triangle is the delta. So it's without the delta. Yeah, that's or is the lambda the, the triangle? No, the lambda I think is the lettering. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad we sorted that out. So, so then there's also a black uh, ball cap uh, for you to put in your glove compartment when you want to take the top down in your convertible. Uh, and it's not and that, just any ball cap, Alex. It's uh, it's adjustable. There's an adjustable uh, <laughs> element to the back. <laughs> it's not just some cheap bullshit. It's not some. It's not some fitted bullshit. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's an adjustable ball cap. Yeah, so you uh, can wear it for a while. So you can hand it to your babe. Your yeah. babe can adjust it and put it on her slightly. You can have head. two, and you and your you and your babe can exchange them uh, willy nilly. You don't have to yeah. worry about which one is fitted for which head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know that's a I know that's a real uh, it's a real <laughs> agony for me and my and my lady because she has a tiny head that I could fit in my mouth because I have an enormous head. That's the weird thing for my for me and my girl because her hair is so big all the time with all of her hair her hair spray and mousse <laughs> that she needs she needs to put two hats on her head. Yep. Well, um, I'm dating but I'm think, dating Fran I'm dating Fran Drescher in that I'm dating a woman named Franny who's a nanny and you're dating Fran Drescher in that you're dating Fran Drescher's yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad. Except that, you're not dating, or you're married to her. I mean, so, I like to think that we're dating too. I mean, that's what we've talked to our therapist about. Yeah. Um, so we've gone over this merch, and I'm glad that you left the crown jewel of this yeah. selection for last. And that, of course, is what I can only assume to be a pair of uh, speedo swim trunks or panties. They might be panties. They might be boy short panties, right? Because they have a, I mean, for, for Speedos, they have a pretty narrow crotch. For Speedos, like Speedos, uh, Speedos generally have a little bit, a little bit, I mean, uh, of course, we're talking about my minuscule degrees here, how much room they have in the crotch. But these look like, these, the crotch, these are just laid out flat on the, on the ground. So we can't see if they're, um, yeah, it we looks like they're, they're laid out on a either a brushed steel uh, plate or some yeah. kind of concrete. Yeah, right in the factory there. They yeah. they put these out and they flattened them, they smushed them. So I'm going to I'm going to say that my my best guess based on the shape of that crotch is that they are women's panties. Okay. But it's possible they are speedos. Uh and and I'm I it, like I I bet they I'll bet they probably have men's briefs or speedos that have these the same design on them, but the design is what matters. These are yeah, bright so red, bright red on the on the left hip. We have the uh, the uh, the lambda, the delta lambda logo without the delta, uh, Def Leppard. And what does it say on the bottom, Alex? Across the buttocks, it says "Love Bites," which in the, in the now classic Def Leppard font. Which and the by the way the B in the Def Leppard font could use a, another draft also, but the uh, yeah put a little love, English on that thing. Yeah, but love bites uh, across the buttocks of some panties is a great idea. I think that's a I think that's fun for the mm -hmm. whole family. Uh, I recommend getting these. I'm gonna get some. 
Yeah. Now, of course, the the best part is they they show this uh, this selection of merch on their Twitter feed, and the tweet reads specifically, "Get yours for the show in your city." Yeah. So I guess I'll wear this tiny pair of underpants for the show. Is that the intention? Well, you're going to want to wear them. I mean, you'd probably want to wear them as a base layer. I mean, depending on when they're coming through, it might be it might be super hot when they come through. Uh, yeah, it's I guess summer tour. A, a base layer is important sometimes, especially when you're at a popular rock show. I think you should get like uh, I think you should wear your you should wear your boots. You should wear those Def Leppard panties. Then you should wear the pour some sugar on me as your base layer. Uh, the Def Leppard uh, self titled album T shirt as your hero shirt. Mm-hmm. And then I think you should uh, I think you and Char should wear matching Def Leppard adjustable ball caps. Yeah, the great thing about them being adjustable is that it doesn't matter what our head size is, so we could swap them back and forth a little bit. Yeah, Although, exactly. as I have mentioned, she has to wear two of those hats to cover her head. And, and top the whole ensemble off with, uh, with a koozie to stuff, your, uh, to stuff your Coors Light in. Yeah, or I could sneak a microbrew in. You know, you don't know me. Um, so I do know you, Stuart, and I think you should stuff a Coors Light in that shit. So uh, I guess that's going to wrap up tonight's episode of, or should I say, episode? You should. Of Till Death Do Us Party. Do Us Party! Party! As always, I've been your leopard tamer. I'm Stuart Wellington. You can find me at uh, at FlophouseCat on Twitter. You can also hear me every other week at the Flophouse Podcast, a movie podcast that also features some comedy. And in fact... A wonderful uh, podcast. And we have just announced, I don't know if it's going to be sold out by the time of this, uh, hopefully it is, but at the time of this release, we're doing a show in D.C. on August uh, 5th, I think. It's a Friday night. Uh, I should probably double-check that before I totally promote it. Um, what, that's Washington, doing, Washington District, District of, of Columbia. Columbia. Yep, we're doing a show uh, at the Black Cat on a Friday night. I believe it is August 5th. So uh, if you're interested in coming out to see that and afterwards talk to me about Def Leppard, uh, that would be totally great. Yeah. And um, you, sir, are who? My name is Alex Smith. I am, uh, I, I'm on Twitter at, at Lydia Burrell. That's a woman's name with two R's and two L's at the end of Burrell. Uh, I have that. The reason that is my Twitter handle is because that's the uh, name I perform music under. Uh, so I have some uh, music on uh, on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, all that stuff. You can look me up on YouTube. I also have a thing called uh, Howl Dotty. Uh, and you should look that up on YouTube. I make sort of comedy videos, uh, the music and comedy music videos. I just recently did one called Because You're a Man. That's like a country video. Uh, you should check that Solid out. It's video. a lot of fun. Check that out, yeah. Uh, thank you, Stuart. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, Hal Dottie's also on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, so, and that's that's it for me. So, okay, so thank you. Thank you. Send us an email at tilldeafdousparty at gmail.com. Rate and review us on iTunes.something. Oh, yeah, right. Please rate and review us. Uh, and tell all your friends about this show. Good night. Okay, we'd like to leave you in the uh, very, very capable hands 
And Mr. Steve Clark on the electric guitar.